everybody, welcome to the PR podcast, give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym. My name is Joseph. I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Annabelle. Hi. And Morgan. Hello. How's it going, guys? It's pretty good. It's going. We are here on this beautiful Saturday. It's a nice hot summer day. We staying cool? Yeah. 100%. You guys in the pool? What? You guys hit the pool? Swim, try to stay cool. No, no pull for me. I got sensitive yeah. skin. Yeah, my mm. hair. I try to stay away. Oh from my the sun. goodness! <laughs> <laughs> See, and like I'm over here trying to get dark. I'll stay in the sun for hours. Doesn't happen. Oh, Just doesn't happen. You, I don't get I, I don't get burned though either. Which is you're good. the palest person I know. You're Trust worse me. than me. So <laughs> Trust me. I'll be out me. there. I'll be out there. Got my shorts rolled up. Try to get a late tan. And just does not happen. But like I said, I don't get burned either. So I guess it's like a like a bittersweet gift and a curse. I guess so. That's why I just got the fake tans. That's that's like when like before I do my shows, people are like, oh, you should go outside and get like a base tan before you get spray tan for your shows. I'm like, it's there's no point. It costs me the same anyways. Whether I get whether I get five coats or two coats, it costs the same. No point. They're just trying to ruin you. Okay, let's oh, be real yes. here. Oh. They're trying to age your skin so you don't look as good on stage. Dang. There you go. You're welcome. Wow. I just saved you three, maybe five more years of prime peak performance on that stage. Prime, non-cancerous, knock on wood, hopefully not skin. Yeah. Leathery. Not happening. Not, That's right. not happening. Yeah. That's good. No. Never thought about it that way. That's Appreciate true. You that. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful in this SoCal sunlight. See, Morgan got my back though. You see that? Violet rays. Yeah. Mor- yeah. Morgan, he's keeping a keeping an eye out on the from the haters. Yeah. The if sabotagers. Com- if your competitors are being too friendly, be careful. Yeah, they should fear. They, they should fear me. <laughs> Speak about competing, Morgan. Oh no. Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give us a little (laughs) that was fun next topic (laughs) we haven't we haven't talked or recorded since before then so it was like may i think when we last talked when was your meet uh where was it how did you do me was like about a month and a half ago so it's already passed so i've emotionally i've recovered you know i feel better now i was a little a little down for like two maybe three weeks uh second place Pretty good, right, in the nation, uh, but it's not first, right? Uh, it was okay. Pretty happy with the performance overall. There were some things that were out of control, which kind of made my performance not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, I still had personal PRs across the board, well, at least for the meet, not in training. In training, I hit way more than I did at the meet, which is why it was kind of like a letdown come meet day. Um, let's see. So silver medalist. What were some of those things like out of your control? Like, is it? And can you, and after that, can you go over the numbers that you hit? I'm very curious. I don't want to go over them. It's just going to sound like I'm making excuses. So I kind of just don't want to go over it. But uh, yeah, I'll go over the numbers though. So for my squad, I hit, uh, I think it was 
shit. I don't even know. I think it was can like we get, two... can, we, can we get pounds? Don't don't hit me with the kilos, man. Right, I can't. Right, 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 right. Ain't nobody calculating that who's not a power lifter. <laughs> Damn, now I'm gonna have to bring up my, my calculator because I don't know what in pounds. So, so let's see. 240 kilos. That's that five five hundred and thirty pounds squat. So that was hit that at a meet. So it was a, a meet PR. Um I've hit more in training, so then I got a hundred and seventy. 2.5 kilo bench which is 380 bench press so oh, I, 20 pounds i wanted it four 400 didn't happen um and then my deadlift was i think this one was 611 yeah 611 611 deadlift so six 90 total hold yeah. up hold up do you guys hear that do you guys hear these numbers? This man is spitting out number two in the nation, six eleven on a deadlift. Morgan, like tell these people, t- tell these people, what is your your body weight when you're doing these lifts? What do you weigh in at uh, on the scale when you weigh in? What what's your your category weight? One hundred and forty five pounds. One hundred and forty five pounds. You guys out there, I think you guys lift. You guys, you guys hear this right now? I hope you guys are taking notes of this. If you guys are a power lifter and you guys want exceptional guidance, Morgan's oh, your man. I'm buff right now. <laughs> yes, 145 pounds. This podcast is over, man. This is ridiculous. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, he's really walking away. <laughs> yeah. So the, the only thing I'm happy about is that I finally broke the curse of third place. So I kept getting third, third, third. So I finally moved up one notch. We're not quite there, but we, we went up. You're getting there. Are you getting there? So you're you're still a bridesmaid. You're going to be a bride one day. You're going to, you're going to get it. I'm going to be a what? (laughs) It's a phrase. It's a phrase that says always, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I mean, that you always take like second or third, but never win. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not that good. We got to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but that was that for the me. It was it was okay, I guess. Um listen, hey, hey, listen. Take it from a guy who took second place at the Olympia in 2018. Your time is coming, baby. We learn, we grow, and we come back better. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna have to win another year though. That's fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that when I had to wait my year, like uh I was I was literally pissed off for an entire year. It just eats at you. Like I, <laughs> I was, it's, so it's funny because I have I have my second place medal in my backpack, the one I take to the gym every day. So every time I open it, I see it. It's like a ooh. constant reminder. Yeah. Damn. Like, shit. Yeah. I used mine as a, um, a coffee coaster. because <laughs> I, I was like this yeah. means nothing. Only first place matters. Yeah. Yeah. And then for, like I said, for an entire year, I was mad. And then when I got first place, I was like, it was, I was like, still had that anger in me. So I was like, I deserve this. Like I earned it. And then like, when I got in the car later, you know, it hit me and I got real emotional. <laughs> uh-huh. It's all good. Though. It was hard work. Hey, did you ever sell that bike? I still have it. Oh my God. Still got it. it? No, I don't. I don't ride, man. I don't, I don't ride motorcycles. Why don't you just sell it, man? Uh, that that's. Well, we can move on to another topic. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good yeah. lead into uh, you're in prep right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in prep. Uh, we are five weeks out from the natural drug test at Mr. Universe in Mexico City, si where I shall be. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be making. Again. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. You got to like clip that. <laughs> Just play it in your ear the whole time. <laughs> Just Morgan yelling in my ear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're five weeks before I make my pro uh, debut return to the stage. And um, I mean, you guys, you guys know how I, how I am on prep. You guys know my mindset. But when I'm zoned in, when I'm focused, when everything's in tune, I can't be beat. I proved it. It is what it is. Um, yeah, so I'm going to show up on stage in five weeks. And like I see a lot of competitors, they're always doing like, oh, I'm doing like a warm up show. I'm doing a practice show. I don't do warm-ups or practice shows. I win them all. One so, and done. Yeah. I come in, I do my best, I leave. I don't I don't like to give anybody the benefit that they might have a chance. So if you're competing in that show in five weeks, you better bring your best. Otherwise, it'll be a waste of a trip. That's and, right. Yeah. So and then um yeah, go yeah, ahead. After this, after this show coming up. Uh, how far out is the Olympia? I believe it's seven weeks. Okay. I would have to check the date. So September 4th and then um, the Olympia is November 14th. In Vegas? In Vegas. Okay. That's the big show. That's the main one. And um, it's going to be fun because a lot of people took 2020 off. So a lot of growth, a lot of new physiques from old competitors. And then you have a lot, of course, new competitors are going to be competing as well this year. So there's a few big shows coming up. So I'll be keeping my eye, eye out and keep an eye on everybody who's uh, going to be stepping on this stage. I'm just hoping that there's no travel bans by the time November comes, because there's a lot of countries out there that have a lot of phenomenal competitors and when there's travel bans, they can't come down here and compete. And I know like Australia is a big, a big one. Australia always has a phenomenal big team with a lot of competitors. And um, they weren't able to come down here in 2020. So that was a lot of competitors that were taken off the list. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that there's really no travel bans and everybody's allowed to come down to the U.S. And we're all able to share the stage together because... I said this in 2020, and this is the reason why I didn't compete in 2020, is that it's hard to determine who's the best in the world if the world can't compete all on one stage. And for me, that's, that's what I like. That's why I like 2019, because that was like the last year that everybody was able to compete on the same stage. So I'm hoping this year everything's reopened again. Let's see, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I feel good. I had a, I had a good year off. I, I feel phenomenal. This is easily the best and easiest prep I've had um, to date. I'm dropping weight super easy. My energy levels are good. Strength is good. And uh, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel phenomenal. First time traveling for a show, by the way, I usually only do local shows since a lot of them are in California. Then Olympia's in Vegas. So not, not too far from Cali where we live. Um, so this is my first time actually going on a plane and traveling. So Anything you're doing different since you're traveling? Are you getting there earlier? Yeah, I'm going to get there a little bit earlier just in case there's any type of water retention or like adrenal fatigue or, you know, jet lag, whatever you want to call it. Um, so 
get there a few days early and I'm going to try to get there really early in the morning as well. That way I could just knock on my workout and kind of just relax while I'm out there and try not to worry too much, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. You already have like a gym lined up you're going to train at there. So I got an Airbnb right next to the host hotel where like they're hosting all the athletes. Because I, for me, I need a kitchen because I'll be out there for a few days. So I'm not trying to like order food from places and not be able to track it or worry about what's in it. And so tacos. <laughs> yeah, not, maybe afterwards, <laughs> afterwards I am, you better believe. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so I was like, I need a kitchen. So I ended up getting an Airbnb, like literally next door to the, uh, to the host hotel. So I'm going to um, just train at the host hotel and just use their little gym that they have in there just for a few days to be fine. Exciting. Yeah. And in other news, Annabelle, you officially got married. Switching topics here. Morgan and I were in attendance. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I actually got, so got married in 2020. I officially had a wedding. So we just ceremony. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. It was, it was nice to be able to have it. And it was super cool to sing like family and friends I hadn't seen in a long time, you know, for a lot of reasons. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Well, it was fun because it was like the first big social event that a lot of us have been to since COVID started, you know? And so it was nice to see faces and not have to wear a mask and yeah. shake hands and have a good time. And turned up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Open bar. It was right before my, it was, or yeah, it was like right when my prep started. So I was still able to have a little bit of freedom and take advantage of the open bar. And the uh, yeah. in and out truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah so when we we're talking about the wedding, Joseph was like, "Oh, this is a party for me, right?" Like, <laughs> it was my <laughs> beginning, so my prep donuts, party. Yeah, donuts, in and out, whiskey, and whiskey, and Coke Zero, and Coke Zero. And Coke Zero. Yeah. It was kind of bummed we left before the donuts were out. Sorry. Yes, you did leave. I stayed until the very end of the party. I had a flight to catch, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it was, was a good cool time. That you and Tian came, though. It was nice to see you guys. And then um, you went up to Yellowstone, you said? For the honeymoon? Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, I guess it was like a trip after the fact. So I guess you can call it a honeymoon. We went a uh, road trip to Yellowstone. You guys were marking we, different areas on the way to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we stopped one night in Salt Lake City in Utah, um, just at an Airbnb. We took our dogs and we just drove Tim's truck. So we packed a lot of our own food and snacks and stuff, but we just went sightseeing. Um, we stayed like right outside of downtown there. And there's a memorial park. It's like a dog park. So it was uh, kind of cool just to walk around. There's like a little like fake stream that runs through the middle, like man-made. Um, and then we drove up to Idaho, Idaho Falls. We stayed there two nights, but one of the nights we stayed there um, because the next morning we did Yellowstone like the full day. So, and it was in summer, super beautiful. Um, the hot springs are so weird. Like they're different colors and they're literally boiling like hot water. Um, the geysers are crazy. Uh, there's bison everywhere, elk everywhere. So it was fun. It was nice, nice to get away and then drive all the way back. Oh yeah. On our way back, we stopped at Zion for a night. Um, 
So we did Zion. We did a hike there, um, ate dinner there, and then just drove the rest of the way home. It was nice. How many days was this trip? Sounds like a long trip. Uh, like five, four, okay. four, like four and a half, five days. Damn, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. I mean, like we're just driving and stopping and like kind of hanging, like we're lounging. Like there's a lot of like we're hiking and we're really active and then we're chilling and driving. So it was a nice balance. We had like enough time to unwind. It was like after... Well, California was the most restrictive, right? Like most restrictive state. So everything else in every other state that we went to was open. So that was really nice. I, I love all the pictures you were taking and posting on your Instagram. Every time you would post a picture of an animal, I was like, protein. He <laughs> <laughs> would, would comment on it and be like, <laughs> it back. Uh, I watched too much Joe Rogan. I'm just like, man, I wish you had a bow and arrow with you. Yeah. <laughs> You freeze that like thing for a year, like put it in a deep freezer, meet for a year. Yeah. Just fire up the Traeger whenever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that was fun. I love national parks, so it was cool. I would have loved to, like, fly somewhere and lounge out with a really with cold, buffalo, delicious beverage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this was nice. So before we get into today's topic, um, Got to give a shout out to our new intro and the guy who made it, Go To Graphics. If you want to, if you guys want to check him out on Instagram and have him make a logo for you or make audios, anything like that, his Instagram is Go, the number two, and then Graphics, G R A F X. So shout out to him for, like again, like I said, creating our new intro. And I hope you guys cat the little um, Arnold Schwarzenegger subliminal message behind the music underneath there too <laughs> yeah it's nice to have a professional fun intro now to go with uh with this podcast so today's topic though is going to be about how do you come back to the gym after a long layoff how do you come back to the gym after an injury and what steps should you approach whenever you are starting trying to get everything going again after being gone for so long and um, like, that's one thing that almost everybody has kind of experienced when it comes to bodybuilding or powerlifting is one time or another, you're going to get injured if you haven't been injured already, whether it's minor or major. And some of the more major areas of the body are the most common, I should say, are the shoulders, the knees and the lower back. There's always like something about these three areas to which somebody's going to end up tweaking something, pulling something, injuring it in a big way. Uh, for me personally, I have three tears in my right shoulder two minor, one of my labrum, one of my rotator, and then have a major one, of my rotator as well. And I've been dealing with these for a long time. And when I originally injured it, I was out of the gym for a few months, got the MRIs done, all that doctor visit stuff. Anyways, I know what it's like to kind of go through these injuries. And have you guys experienced any type of injuries, like minor, major throughout your guys' lifting? I, I was going to ask, didn't I thought you hurt your shoulder. Like, didn't you play baseball or hurt? Yeah. So basically I, I like grinded it down was, playing sorry, years and years. Yeah. yeah. So through years and years of baseball and just wear and tear, my right shoulder was already kind of beat up. And then when I was 17, I was young and dumb lifting with zero technique and I was doing incline dumbbell flies 
with 55 pound dumbbells and using all shoulder zero chest activation and end up tearing my shoulder and dislocating it at the same exact time. And it, it was like literally just like a cluster of injuries that happened in one movement. It was horrific. Okay. Yeah. So very unpleasant. Um, I haven't experienced like major injuries, not lifting or even like outside of the gym. Um, minor ones, like all the time though, <laughs> cause I'm old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> no, I, I always, um, tweak my neck. Like, um, okay. One time, the only time that I noticed like, okay, this is what did it was a bench press. <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh like un unracking the bar trying to bench press and then um the like I've gotten shin splints too but that was back when I was running All right, Morgan? Morgan? um like major major injury I think uh just in high no actually one time playing soccer but this has nothing to do with training to come back because I wasn't training back then. But I broke my wrist because they took out my legs and I landed on my wrist. Oh. Yeah, so it cracked like in three different spots. So I have like limited mobility on this wrist. I can't go further than that. Um, oh, for the people a, who couldn't, who can't see, he put it at around a 30 degree angle since this yeah. isn't being recorded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but with video. Yeah, my so apologies. Um, How do you front squat? I don't. I don't. I got the leg press. Now, um, a minor uh, ankle fracture as well when I used to play football in high school. And that's pretty you guys much were it. fragile in high school. <laughs> what do you mean? He was, just, he was but a boy. <laughs> he didn't have this man strength yet. Oh, the soccer, the soccer injury. I was a kid. I was like, this was in elementary. I'm referring yeah. to training aspects, Morgan. Well, you said okay. major injuries <laughs> while training. I was going to brief, brief rundown. Okay. Um, while training, no, never had a major thing, major injury, just maybe like a strain here and there that's happened a lot of times, actually. Because um, <laughs> you're old too. No, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> you push in. No, um, six hundred pounds. So in the past, I would get strained just because I was doing just too much work, you know, just a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of volume. So, um, lately I'll get like a minor strain here and there, but it's usually it's like unpredictable. I'm not doing anything wrong. Sometimes maybe my stress levels are higher than normal, and I just go into the gym and. I feel a little pull or a little strain here and there. That's a pretty much it. I come back like in a week or so, maybe two. And I think that's a big thing that people need to realize is like sometimes injuries happen just by happening. Mm -hmm. You could be doing everything perfect. You have good technique. You could be within strength limits. And sometimes the body just isn't having, just, just ain't having it that day. Um, and then you also have obviously stuff that can happen outside the gym, like injuries at work, car accidents, whatever it may be as well, you know, sports. So whenever injuries like this happen and you're out for a long time, there's three things that usually happen during this layoff period. Now, we all know what re body recomp is, but what can happen is anti-recomp. Basically, you're losing muscle and putting body fat on at the same time. 
Um, if your nutrition is good, even while you're injured, sometimes you just put the body fat on and don't lose any muscle. And sometimes you just put a lot of fat on, lose the muscle, you know, basically you're degressing during this time off during this layoff period. And it's normal. It's fine. But obviously us as lifters, especially if you've been lifting for a long time, we start to kind of freak out about it. And people tend to speed up the recovery process, even though that's probably not the best thing to do. So number one thing is if you are injured, if you're dealing with this, make sure you guys are doing the necessary steps make sure you guys are getting the proper recovery before you guys return to the gym. So you don't aggravate the injury more, injure something else while you're out, or basically just re-injure yourself with the same exact injury. And so whenever you guys come back and it comes to nutrition, You'll have people that want to, if you're a hard gainer, will bulk up really, really hard to try to put this weight on. And then vice versa, for someone who put a lot of weight on, they'll try to go into a really deep caloric deficit to try to work off this weight that they put on during that layoff period. Um, one thing I would recommend is to start at caloric maintenance and get yourself back into the gym, start to start to move slowly and then kind of see how your body kind of recomps from there. The good thing is if you are more of an experienced lifter, you do have what's called muscle memory and it is a real thing. And so these, your muscle fibers are going to react a little bit faster and you can even experience newbie gains just by being on a layoff for a long period of time. So that's kind of cool. So usually the, the rule of thumb is if you've kind of been out for six months, it usually takes about half that time to kind of put the muscle on. If you do have a good muscle memory. So if you're being out for six months, you kind of expect to be back where you were within three months and then by, you know, so on and so forth. If you've been out for longer than a year, that rule of thumb doesn't really apply. You're going to have to just kind of take it day by day and make sure you take it slow. And you might have to build up a little bit harder than most people. So after you're doing your body recomp, um, you, I mean, it is possible to put the muscle on and take body fat off at the same time. And that's basically due to your muscle metabolism is you're going to recomp a little bit quicker than most people. And you want to make sure that your calories and your macros within those calories are going to be in line with your guys' goals. So when it comes to nutrition and calorie intake, I would recommend prioritizing protein mainly for that, for your caloric intake, and then kind of fill in the rest of your calories with carbs and fats. Um, I did a little bit of information. I know Jeff Nippard went over a YouTube video on this as well. He talks about kind of recomping after some time off. And one thing that he recommended was when you are filling in the rest of your calories with carbs and fats to so go higher with the carbs and lower with the fat. And that'll kind of provide a little more of a metabolism, metabolic boost for the body and can actually help you recomp a little bit quicker as well. Um, stick on yeah, go ahead. that really quick. Cause I, I think I remember listening to Jeff talk about that too. And I think it would depend on your goals too, because um, for injuries that are related to like um, like musculoskeletal injuries, so like if you have a break or like a muscle tear where there's going to be a lot of chronic inflammation, um, higher like omega-3s are going to be really beneficial to help with inflammation. Like if you want to help speed up the recovery process, I agree, I would start almost anybody coming back from an injury, like at least at maintenance, if not a slight um, surplus, only because your body needs to use like those nutrients to repair, like you're repairing and recovering and you have to like give yourself time and your body time to do what it's supposed to do, but you can help it along the way by doing anti-inflammatory stuff, right? Like, so you can make sure you don't 
stay not moving, like move in a way that's comfortable and that you can, depending on the type of injury, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like I figured someone like if you're in a wheelchair or something, maybe that's like a little different, but moving is going to help circulate blood and get nutrients to the muscles where it needs. And then, yeah, if, if your focus and your injury doesn't involve like, right, inflammation, then probably like carbohydrates would be great. But if you want to, you don't want to cut fat too much is what I was trying to say. <laughs> Short story long. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just be smart with the return pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to cut out fat completely. You still want to have a good amount in, uh, in there as well. I think he said no less than 40 grams, if I'm not mistaken, when he said for the fat intake. So that'd be a good rule of thumb. Um, and for people who are, are taking creatine, since you've been out for a long time, you can do, uh, you can load it, which would be about 20 grams a day for an entire week. And then after that week, you can go back down to the five or three to five grams maintenance creatine per day. That's basically just to uh, saturate those creatine stores, get your ATP a little bit higher in the muscles and have a little bit more success when it comes to building that strength and strength output and the endurance as well. Uh, if you guys want to include supplements, more power to you. Um, I know what we kind of always recommend is like a good protein, a solid multivitamin, and of course, creatine as well. I know we did a, an episode on, on supplements, and those are basically the three that we kind of recommend to kind of always have on hand. And I'm going to reiterate one thing that we said in that episode was we don't want people to survive off protein. It's just a supplement. Food is always going to be the number one option. And yeah, just like Annabelle said, if you guys want to go into a slight caloric surplus of like 20 to 30% of your maintenance, that'll definitely help out with, the, with that recovery. So that's definitely going to help out with inflammation as well. Anything else you guys want to add? Um, how about movement? Like yeah, um, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop moving, especially if you have a, like an injury that you can work around because there'll be sometimes I will hear people go, oh, yeah, I had a shoulder injury. And so I didn't, I didn't work out for, for, you know, for six weeks. It's like, well, if your shoulder hurts, you know, work around it, do some legs, run, jump rope, find new workouts to incorporate that way you're still able to move and get something in even while you're injured. You know, sometimes injuries do not mean you have to stay out of the game. You could learn to work around it. And this is where a lot of growth actually comes from. Like whenever I was injured with my shoulder injury, it forced me to learn proper technique because that's how I got injured was from bad technique. So it forced me to start from square one for my bench press, for my shoulder press, for pretty much all my upper body movements. And it forced me to learn proper technique, which thankfully I've still been able to lift for all these years. And I haven't, you know, received another, you know, big injury like the one I've had. I think if it's in your budget, it'd be a smart idea to hire a, a trainer that's like versed in biomechanics and can help you. So you're not trying to push through your injury, right? And possibly re-injuring yourself or overcompensating and then injuring something else. So if you have it in your budget, it'd be a good idea to hire a trainer or someone that can show you, you know, maybe ways to rehab. Like for example, if it's like an ACL tear, um, a lot of the rehabilitation recommendations are to strengthen all the muscles around it. So if you're not exactly sure what that means, I know the doctor's office will give you like a printout or like a, a sheet, but if you have the means hiring a trainer to help you through that and making sure that you're not going to re-hurt yourself um, would be a good idea. Yeah. And I know a really good powerlifting trainer as well. Morgan, Aquino. 
<laughs> Aquino. Aquino. Him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, obviously we're always all here to help out as well. I know we get questions all the times when it comes to workouts and nutrition and we all, at, we all have our, our category, however you guys want to say it, that we're kind of more masterful than we're Morgan, obviously powerlifting me with the bodybuilding and Annabelle's phenomenal when it comes to nutrition and she works out kind of hard too, which is awesome. <laughs> when she's not tweaking her neck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One thing yeah. I want to add to that. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 go, ahead, go, for it, go for it. Okay. Um, so one thing I want to add to that, depending on the, the injury, right? Because the person didn't say how long the layoff was, right? No, like specific example. Yeah, we're just going to go off. Like, we're, we're just okay. going kind of off of like a six month, one year layoff. Okay. So, okay. Six months, one year. Okay. So that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so say the person's coming back. And so this is, let's say the scenario is the person is, is healthy, right? There's no injury or whatever. You can move person's range of motion is 100%, whatever's broken is fixed. Okay, so let's say everything's good, they're nice and healthy, and then they come back. I do see a lot of stuff where, because strength does seem to come back pretty fast, like you said, there's muscle memory, but strength comes back pretty quickly too. Uh, It's not a good idea to try to hop on and do as much weight as you used to in the past, because you're pretty much going to end up hurting yourself and your body's not going to be able to take that. So what I like to tell like athletes that I work with or other people is just because you can do more weight doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. So your rate of progress should still be pretty slow and conservative and let your body kind of accumulate and adapt to that or else you're going to start having like little aches, little flare ups here and there. And it might not be necessarily because you're doing anything wrong you're probably thinking, yeah, my strength is there. So what's going on? It's probably just because you're going too heavy too quick. So just kind of like slow it down a little bit is what I'm saying. Don't try to do as much as you can in the past. Just take it easy. Make make love to it. Take your time. Yeah. Don't force it. Yeah. You know, role play is a good thing. So take it easy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. I like that. Yeah, I see that a lot of my side of town. So a lot of people try to do too much too quick and then they end up getting, a little, <laughs> getting injured again. Yeah, injuries here and there or, you know, whatever. You got to check your ego a little bit because it's it's hard. Like, right, if you know you used to move or push these numbers and mm-hmm. you're doing it again, like you just want to try for it or you want to do it. But like you said, like you may be like, re-flaring or re-injuring something else that now you got a second injury to have to worry about Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's smart good advice i know in um i had a sports nutrition class in college and um we had to calculate calorie requirements for um athletes which is like it's a sports nutrition but we had a range so it's kind of crazy because we used an example of like a burn patient. So, so say somebody, for example, this, the question that we got was asking about like, if it's an injury, maybe that occurred outside the gym, like a work accident or a car accident or, you know, something like that. So like for burn patients, which, I mean, it's not specifically related, but like you figure your body's using so many calories and so much energy to repair muscle 
tissue skin like we're calculating like almost double what their maintenance calories would be just to be able to do that like I mean on top of medical support and for them you know their infection control and like making sure there's no major inflammation like for for burn patients but like calories are so important like when you're recovering and repairing for I mean different injuries right that's like tissue there's muscle blood whatever exposed but your body can repair and recover if you give it the nutrients and calories and energy and water and give yourself enough time to rest like that's an extreme example but it's kind of like it's, it's just doing what you can to let your body do what it could naturally do and I don't want to say naturally like uh, just you know, plants and whatever, like you can use anti-inflammatory medications if it's prescribed, <laughs> do that. But um, yeah, injuries are crazy. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's one thing like people would do, like when they come back, they kind of like almost hit like this panic button. Cause they knew, cause they know they used to be so strong or they know they used to look a certain type of way. And so when you do put a lot of body weight on after so long, knowing that you used to be shredded or have a six pack, you know, it's, I feel like it's really, really common to do a really deep caloric deficit starting off just to kind of hurry up and get this body fat off and, or just do a, a crap ton of cardio. You're not lifting any weights because you want to get this body fat off really fast, which is turns out to be counterproductive because you start to burn muscle off, which slows down your metabolism. And now you're looking skinny fat at the end of it. And you're not happy. So yeah. So I think the best thing to do is to, to make sure you do hit your caloric maintenance on your return and then recomp, recomp from there, put the muscle on, drop the body fat at the same time. It's going to be a slow process. But that's totally okay. Enjoy the process and toy, enjoy the build back because it's a corny quote, but you know, every setback just requires a better comeback. So, well, I actually wanted to mention just because it's uh, related in a way. So when I was, thinking about this question, like I don't have a specific example of someone I've worked with that's come off of an injury like this. I mean, other than like hypothetical, like case studies, like right in school. But um, so people who are recently postpartum, like have gone through a pregnancy and delivered a baby. Um, it's not categorized as an injury, but it is uh, involving a lot of recovery. So somebody who is recently postpartum, it's going to depend because you're accounting for about 38 plus weeks or about nine months of your body hormones changing your physiology, you know, you're physically changing a lot. Um, you're going through that. So organs are squished, tissue is growing. There's um, a lot of times like uh, bones are shifted a little bit, um, especially like the lower ribs, um, your pelvic uh, floor muscles and your pelvis are compensating to hold a baby or more. Uh, and then postpartum, depending on if you have a regular vaginal birth or if you have a C-section, that's a traumatic experience and could be considered an injury. A C-section, for example, is abdominal surgery. It's surgery like through your stomach and uterus and whatever other things that can happen, even like in vaginal delivery, there could be tears, all sorts of things. So um, just so this can be kind of tied into the same thing, you 
really want to prioritize not telling, you know, every instance is going to be different, but not telling people that they shouldn't move because movement is really going to benefit um, and speed up, help speed up recovery. So postpartum, the goals are essentially just to recover at first, you know, before you can get back into fitness and, and get back feeling like yourself again. Um, but the first priority is, is repairing and recovering and let your, letting your body repair and recover. And you do that by eating enough calories, prioritizing protein, um, prioritizing omega-3 fatty acids, which if you don't eat oily fish or salmon, um, a supplement is a great option. Um, bonus if you're breastfeeding because there's omega-3s in breast milk and your body will prioritize your baby and the breast milk over your body. So you don't want to let your body deplete your own stores. So prioritizing those nutrients. And then, yeah, just starting like a gentle walking routine, gentle stretching, just reconnecting yourself back to your body and your muscles, um, especially in your core area. So, um, postpartum, like even though it's not considered an injury, it can be treated as one, you know, and you still like a lot of people will have inflammation. Um, recovery takes anywhere from zero weeks to about a year for some people, just depending on, you know, what happened. Um, most doctors are going to clear people postpartum after six weeks. So you have about six weeks to get yourself feeling, um, ready for fitness. That's when you'll be cleared for, you know, some light exercises, but in those six weeks, you can still be doing stuff to help that recovery along. I, I have, I don't know how to make this not sound weird. <laughs> uh, I enjoy watching uh, women who had just delivered, had a baby and stuff, transform their bodies back to how you still look or sometimes even better. It's like mm -hmm. so intriguing to me. Like, I'm like, damn, that's badass. Like this person just yeah. popped out a human. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they're, they're over here like killing it. Uh, but yeah, good stuff, Annie. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I bump my toe and I just collapse sometimes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it must be like tough, right? Because I'm a, for example, like me, like where I've had, um, times where I've gained like a lot of unwanted weight, which is not a lot, right? Thinking about it, it's not like I'm pregnant, but I feel like it, right? So it's like, just mentally, I'm like, and I look at myself, I'm like, damn, this sucks. And it looks like it's long road ahead. So I can't, I can't even imagine how like some women might or might not feel when they go through that. But yeah, and I, I can't say firsthand, but I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, it's not only you're gaining weight and, you know, whatever else, like you're, you're growing a human and that requires like your hormone levels to shift a lot. So mm -hmm. it's like your endocrine system, like navigates and influences like everything in your body from your mood, the way you, you know, the way you feel, the way you move, um, all the growth that's happening, like you're never more anabolic than when you're growing a child, right? Like you're holding on to all those nutrients, whether you like it or not, which is kind of cool, but yeah, it's crazy. 
And then afterwards, yeah, like you're still recovering, like your hormones are recovering. Stuff doesn't just level off automatically as soon as you give birth. Like it's still a recovery phase, you know, and then you're just having to deal with keeping a tiny human alive at the same time. So kudos mothers out there. Did we have any other questions that came in through our Q&As? Yeah, we had one and it's probably the most important question we've probably ever received out of all the episodes we've ever done. Um, and the question stated, how did Morgan get so beautiful? This is a real question, by the way, guys. Yeah. Real how did, question. How did Morgan become such a beautiful man? <laughs> well, I'm flattered. His voice got, his voice got deeper. You see that? I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very flattered that someone thinks that about me, but I have no answer. <laughs> I was born this way. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Dang. Every <laughs> every man who thinks that Morgan's beautiful had like a notepad ready, hoping for an answer to help improve their life, maybe. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Could we phone in a friend? Could we call Ting? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> yeah, give us a rundown. Just. So- Annabelle, I know you have some some questions. What, what are they? Uh, the uh, this or that? Oh, yeah. Would you rather's? So this Would is you rather? like a fun little segment we've been doing at the end of these. Okay. Uh, it's five of them. It's not a lot. Okay. Let me know when you guys are ready. I'll get thumbs up or something. Ready. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's go. So, would you rather? only be able to eat your favorite food for the rest of your life or be able to eat anything except your favorite food for the rest of your life? Anything. Anything. Okay. Well, what's your favorite food? Like my favorite food would be like burgers, but there's a lot of things that come close to it, but burgers are still my favorite. Okay. Like a sandwich with ground beef or something. There you go. Final alternatives. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite food, Morgan? I don't really have a favorite food, if I'm being honest. So that's why it's easy okay. for me. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Would you rather, oh, we've, we've had a similar question actually to this one. Um, would you rather be known for having a killer body or be known for having a brilliant mind? Brilliant mind. Body all day. Oh, yeah. Brilliant mind. <laughs> <laughs> I expected those answers to be flipped. Because <laughs> um, you, you want what you, what you don't have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather trip and fall off the treadmill or get stuck on a bench press with no spotter? Oh, the treadmill. Spotter on bench. Really, like you would die. You lift too much weight. I'll just roll it off, man. I don't eat shit. No way. I've seen those videos. That's terrible. So I would play it off with some push-ups mm-hmm. on the floor, do a little break dance, spin up. You would, your skin would get like burnt from that little. Oh, I don't move that fast, bro. <laughs> it's like a power walk. Oh, 3.5, great. four tops. <laughs> Okay. Would you rather have your mom go through your search history right now, let's say, or have your significant other go through 
your search history. <laughs> your mom or your significant other. They can look through it, whatever. It don't matter. They ain't gonna find nothing. Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> it'd just be Instagram. And Cosmito, baby. I was searching sprouts <laughs> last night. <laughs> Cosmito. <laughs> okay. Would you rather go one year without caffeine or one year without lifting weights? Caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah, for sure. His didn't even struggle with that one. I always use like sniffing salt, so I would do something to wake myself up. <laughs> okay. Or I had somebody slap me in the morning. I'm pretty okay. sure there's some supplements that have amphetamines in it, so we good. You're fine. All right. All right. Well, that was it. That was five. That's all I got. Man, that was so easy. Was that was easy ones. Dang it. And a little bit of peasy. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the PR Podcast. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and sticking with us. Now, since we got these going again, make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram at pr.podcast. You guys can find Annabelle at evolve.annabelle. You guys can find Morgan at morgan.aquino. And you guys can find me at fit underscore fluential. Appreciate you guys. Keep sending questions and we shall see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Peace.